0: jesus laughing does jesus laugh
1: i hope so
2: i think so Welcome to Faith Beats, a podcast from First Presbyterian Church in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'm your host, Reverend Mark Matas.
3: And I'm your co-host for today's episode, Jenna Matas. Faith Beats is a podcast about the questions of life and rhythms of faith, community, and imagination through the narrative lens of storytelling, arts, and spiritual practices.
2: Each episode uses a different medium to take a unique approach of exploring how faith intersects our lives. New releases drop on the second and fourth Friday of each month. Jenna, today is your first time on the podcast, and though we're not interviewing you today, we'd love for you to tell us just a little bit about yourself.
3: Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I am Pastor Mark's better half. Um, I have been a member at First Pres for two years, and I also work in the Ypsilanti community at Ozone House, and I am excited to be here tonight.
2: Wonderful. Well, I'm grateful that you are willing to co-host with me. This is exciting. But I'm even more excited to welcome our guests for today's episode, Brian and Cora Mead. Today's episode is a People of First Press episode where we get to know some amazing people here at First Press. So welcome, Brian and Cora. We're so grateful to have you with us on the podcast.
1: Thank you. We're happy to be here.
3: Uh, Hi. So this is especially pretty neat for me because I got to teach Cora in Sunday school two years ago, right before the pandemic. Uh, Cora and Brian, would you tell us a little bit about yourselves?
1: Yeah, hi, I'm Brian. I'm actually uh, an endodontist, which is a fancy dentist in the Ypsilanti area. Um, I've been a member of First Pres for nine years, which is relatively easy for me to remember because... When this little one was on her way, we decided we needed to become members at a church and kind of, you know, center our lives a little bit more. Um, Lately, I have taken up cycling as a big interest, and so that's something that I do pretty regularly. I've even gotten my wife, Betsy, into it. But I spend uh, most of my time hanging out with my kids, fixing teeth, and riding bikes.
3: Nice.
0: and I go to school in third grade. I like to play soccer and I like to go swimming. I have two younger brothers named Evan and Isaac and they're twins.
3: I love it. Cora, you've been active in a number of different activities in our children's ministry here at First Prez. From Sunday school to Advent happening, to some of the newer things, like worship labs and a dedicated faith formation hour. What are some of your favorite things that you've participated in and why?
0: Um, I really love the peeps and pizza diorama. I like Sunday school and choir because we get to learn new songs. And I especially love the Christmas present because we get to dress up and play parts.
2: Ooh. Ooh, that's my favorite part, too. I wish I could still dress up. I'm not going to lie. I, I like the costumes.
3: What are some of your favorite things that you've done in Sunday school?
0: Mm, I think one of my favorite things is when we got to draw on the rock and we got to play in the sand. Oh. When Daddy taught us.
1: Who's your favorite Sunday school teacher, Cora? Ooh.
0: Daddy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bribery. <laughs> i love it i love it well one of the other things do you love how, how do you feel so you love singing in a choir do you enjoy singing in worship
0: yes when i get nervous
2: yes what about with your family do you sing with your with your family in worship before you go off so not necessarily on a time when you're when you're singing and leading uh with the choir but just in worship yes i do wonderful 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 well Brian, you've volunteered in a number of these activities. You've been chorus and a and school teacher, but you've also helped out in, uh, I think I've seen you, you were helping out with Advent Happening the first year that it happened when I was here, I think.
1: Yeah, I've been involved in a lot of things on a kind of what I would say is a minimal level just because I have a lot of obligations with family and whatnot, but, uh, one thing that I really enjoy about the church is it gives me a chance to get involved in kids' education, like whether it's faith-based education or just um, you know, just kind of working with the kids, just kind of helping them get through. I, I enjoyed teaching. You know, we talked about you can't see air quotes on a podcast, but <laughs> teaching Sunday school when Cora and her friends were in kindergarten, and it was basically give them a snack and try to get through a story before the walls, like, cave yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I mean, yeah, and, and it's it's been more rewarding – as as I started to teach the older kids Sunday school, I feel like those interactions are really fun. And it's been a lot of uh, there's just there's just so much to kind of help, you know, to just keep centered and kind of stay balanced and focus on what's a little bit more important than day to day stuff.
2: Oh, definitely. I, de- you know, I've had some sixth graders who've talked about you as their fifth grade teacher. So I think you were doing something right. Yeah question though I'm curious is was there anything or is there anything that's been like surprising to you about being a teacher
1: it's always shocking to me how much the kids absorb and how quickly mm. they process things I'll, I'll go through a lesson in preparation and I'll think oh we're not going to get into this I don't need to think about that and that's exactly where the kids go until like the most complex and like the most interesting point for me to think about as an adult and that's the button they're going to push and say, yes, please, let's talk about that. And I think, oh, well, here we go.
3: <laughs> it's crazy because when I was teaching the first graders uh, with Cora, I didn't think first graders could go as deep as they did with some of our conversations. And I remember at the end of every class, we did the star words. Cora, do you remember that? When we picked a word from our lesson and then we put it on the board? It was kind of a long time ago.
0: You no, know I remember? Safety.
3: Um, yeah. Teaching. Yeah. And then I forgot the rest. Yeah, and we always came up with a different word all the time, and they were so like deep into the story that we were talking about. And from a first grader, I didn't expect that. It was crazy how they picked up on like um, the depth of the Bible um, in the smallest ways. So, two Sundays back, we had a pretty cool and a very different service here at first. I don't know if you remember, but we had a pretty awesome artist, Joel Tannis with us in worship. He painted throughout the service, but he wasn't the only artist in worship that day. We also had tables up front ne- near the chancel with paper draped over the tabletops, and all our children were invited to sit up front throughout the service and draw or color while Pastor Mark preached. Cora, what was that like for you?
0: You might not know this about me, but I love to color and draw, and I do it almost every service. But to have the inspiration of the artist, it was pretty neat. And to be sitting out there with my friend instead of in the pews with my family was also really cool.
3: Yeah. Were
2: you nervous sitting in the front, or is it not? No. Oh, nice. What kind
3: of things did you draw?
0: I I tried to draw the lion that um, the artist drew. Mm -hmm. And Jackie drew an amazing picture um, of Jesus holding the earth.
1: Ooh! Did Jesus have big muscles? No.
0: (laughs) He was just an outer space holding the
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, not like on his shoulders.
0: Yeah and Jackie Jackie made um eyelashes and hair. Oh. For a girl, I think.
2: Fancy, fancy. It's fancy. <laughs> to preach and I looked down and I saw all of the kids sitting there I was really excited but then I was like "Ooh, this could be really distracting like in the back of my mind I'm like "Ooh, I don't know what's gonna go what's gonna happen here but it really wasn't that crazy I don't know Brian do you remember like sitting in the front was it was it loud in the front for you
1: there was only one kid talking really it was my son Evan
2: <laughs>
0: Evan and I heard him I was like
1: Thank you, Lord, for Evan's McGowan because he walked up and he didn't just say to Evan, Hey, be quiet. He said something else. And whatever he said made Evan it, look at him and then made him behave the entire rest <laughs> of the I, service. I
0: know, I know what he said. He said, Hey buddy, do you want to quietly draw?
1: And apparently the answer was it yes. <laughs> I never considered that. I would like to quietly draw. Thank you, Reverend Evans.
2: (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, there was a moment when I was preaching and I looked down. You know, I'm trying to, when I preach, I'm trying to engage with people and and look at them. And I looked down at the tables and, Cora, I don't know if you remember, but you were sitting with your hand like this, like really listening to me. And I was like, whoa. And it was just like this really cool moment that I had like in the middle of the sermon and um I don't know it was just one of those moments that I just will remember that image of you like engaged looking at the artist listening and I don't know it was really cool but Brian as a parent one of the questions I'm curious about is what's it been like for you to have your kids in worship not only You know, in the past, they've stayed in worship, and then they've left after the conversation with young disciples. But they've been returning, and sometimes, like, this past or that that specific Sunday, they stayed for the entire time. What's it like for you to have your kids in
1: worship? So a couple interesting kind of ways that I process it. I mean, I grew up in the Catholic Church. So Mm -hmm. you have babies and toddlers (laughs) and junior high kids. Like, the whole family sits there the entire service unless one of the kids totally loses it and so like that's a very normal thing for me and I don't think most parents get to pay attention to that when they're in the service the thing that I've been most surprised by is because I was I was nervous about distractions and misbehavior and me being like needing to like where am I going to grab my kids so they can listen and I don't look like a crazy dad but they've behaved really well and I've been kind of shocked and it's nice because I also thought back to when I was younger and I know my parents couldn't listen to everything that was happening like they wanted to, but I've been able to just sit and put my arm around one of my kids and listen to the sermon and they're Mm. playing with something in the little kid, you know, the Presbyterian kid's bag or they're drawing pictures like Cora always does. So I I guess my, my big takeaway is like, I feel like it's a really special time to be together and I've been really thrilled with the worship labs, and the kids come back, and they sit with us. And, yeah, Cora was talking about singing in service because she can read. I just point to the words, and she sings along at the right pace, and I think it's amazing. That's so, so cool. Yeah, I, I was nervous, and I've been thrilled. Cora, what's it, <laughs> hey, hey, what's
2: person, it been like for you sitting so in worship?
0: Um, I really liked it because I could stand up and sing the songs when it was time, and when it wasn't time, I would read one of the books or to the Poppets. I really love Poppets.
2: <laughs> Wait, <laughs> and what, are, what are those? I don't actually know what those are.
0: Um, they're like these kinds of fidgets.
2: Oh. It's like
0: just a rubber thing where like you press it and then you flip it to the other side. Gotcha. They're
3: and, fun. And Cora, Worship Labs are new this year, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: What is something that you've enjoyed about that so far?
0: Um, one of my favorite things that we've done in Worship Lab. Is when we made the bread.
3: Oh. Wait,
2: you made bread? Yeah. Like to eat? Yeah. Like here?
0: Yeah.
3: That's cool. We
0: made, like,
3: Did you get to knead it and everything? Were your hands all gooey and sticky?
0: It wasn't me that got to do them. We had different parts. Uh, gotcha. You I as got a to team. do a few of the steps that weren't messy. so
3: I didn't volunteer for the messy stuff. That sounds pretty cool, though. You got to make bread.
1: The boys insisted that they took the bread and put it in the freezer, and I said, you put it in the freezer? Thought, we put
0: it in the oven first, and then they said they were going to put it in the freezer. And mm. I can't remember when she said we were going to eat it. Sometime.
3: Oh, so you're going to eat sometime. it, too. That's really cool.
0: We get to eat it. I think it was called communion bread. We're going to make it, and we're going
3: to... Use it for communion this? sometime? I think
0: we made, like, like three to six loaves, she said.
3: That's a lot of bread.
2: Yeah, we we ate that bread in communion for both. You made enough bread for both services, the 8 o'clock and 9.30 service, and it was delicious. I wanted to eat bread. And I think it was like vegan, allergy-free type bread.
0: Yeah, it is. We didn't use eggs. No dairy. No dairy. (laughs) (laughs) So we used this fake Fake egg. I got fake egg. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes.
0: Bake <laughs> egg.
2: I love it. <laughs> <laughs> So, Brian, one of the questions that comes up a lot when I'm working with young people is, why does this matter to me? It's a million-dollar question, but at the heart of it, I think there's there's a longing, right? Something deep within that desires to know that, yes, this matters. And so I'm wondering if you'd be willing to share just a bit about why your faith matters to you.
1: So that, I mean faith is faith is so do you ever get a rental car oh yeah and yeah. you get a rental car and like stuff's not right like you have to kind of adjust the mirrors and you put the seat where you want and everything so we get a rental car the whole family we're driving and it's got this thing called lane assist and it's like it's it. you know i, I go to change lanes without turning on my blinker and it's like it's not driving itself but it's telling me like dude maybe you should be over here like that might not be the decision you want to make and i'm like no i'm just changing lanes without (laughs) signaling it's not a problem that's kind of how i feel about my faith it's like it it's always kind of there like you could probably turn it off like i could turn off the lane assist but it it's it's kind of keeping you in the right lane and it's kind of helping you to go where you need to go and that's that's the thing that I think was missing. Um, for, the, for the couple of years, we weren't really doing regular church services. It, we just weren't. I just didn't have that kind of regular, this is where we're going. And like, you, you know where you're going, but like, oh, maybe you want to be in this lane or watch out for the little hazard over there. And it's really helpful. And so I come in here every week, maybe not every week, but when I come in here, <laughs> there is a, it's this uncanny thing that happens when I'm listening to the sermon. And I think... Mm. he's talking to me like w- one of you is up there preaching and there's something that that's one little sliver that just like hits home and it makes me think yeah okay that's that's the that's the little correction that I need and you know it's it doesn't even have to be that it can be like a line from a from the the reading or it can be part of a song but yeah. I think that's the part that it's always like it's always like just right for that point in my life where I'm thinking what do I need Like mm. it's, it's here you just have to find it
2: yeah mm. Wow, that's beautiful. You know, I, d- I grew up in a tradition where we didn't really have a strong, we, we you know, every church worship service in some ways has a liturgy, but we didn't really have the sort of high church language that we sometimes have here. Mm. Mm. And for me, one of the places that I always feel like is the passing of the peace and the words, right? Like, mm. it, it, just the mm. moment of, of when it happens. No matter where I am in life in that moment, like, those words are for me. So I just resonate deeply with that of of finding of moments, different moments in the service, whether it's a song or words mm-hmm. spoken or, you know, the words, somebody, pre- I mean, this past week, Hannah's preaching was just like, mm, you know, that is a word for me. So I, I resonate deeply with that. Yeah.
3: yeah, definitely. I think there's little things that we notice throughout worship and Corinne, I'm wondering What's one of your favorite things about worship? What are things that you notice when you're sitting in church with your parents?
0: Um, I notice the cranes. I notice...
1: Does anyone know how many cranes are up there?
0: 2,000. 300? I, I thought 200.
2: I remember hearing like over 3,000. Wow. It's Three. a lot. And
0: I guess 300. I notice... You know, this is strange, but one of the things I notice mostly is um, the acorn-looking things up there. And I stare at that almost the whole service, and I try to copy it off of there. I don't exactly know what that is, the
3: acorn, the grapes, the corn. Yeah, I never noticed those before.
0: I've like, I, like, stare at them the whole, whatever it's called. And <laughs> I try and think. I try to imagine how somebody would get a wooden thing like that to hang on a curtain. That's fair. Because the curtain never moves. Like, yeah. Is there anything behind the curtain or is it just for decoration? That's a
3: good question.
0: Or is it like is it like is it like just floating up there and you have to put like gas in it to make sure it stays afloat? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know what I always think when I see that current? I always get really nervous because there's candles right in front of it. And I'm always like, man, what if that cough would be terrible? Sorry. And what if Daddy
0: bangs his (laughs) knee? It's crazy. I always try and count the cranes.
1: Uh You always try to count the cranes?
0: Usually. And I usually stop... At a quarter way of the first strip.
1: So you I'm don't like, make it to 3500 Yeah. I don't gonna know weird. if you're going to think I'm weird for this or not, but that curtain makes me think of The Price is Right. What? Mm. The
0: Price <laughs> is Right? And now that you say it's from, I think, a Bible passage, Shh. that makes me think of the story where the water splits in half.
2: Oh. Oh. oh.
0: I can imagine it splitting in half. Do, Do you remember real, who did that? Was it Noah? Old chamber.
1: Was it Noah who did that?
2: That was John. That was definitely John. Was it Abraham?
0: I guess John. Really? Mark. Frank? Frank.
2: Todd? No. My brother's name is this character that your dad is talking about. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you remember who led the people out of Egypt? Yeah, Mosea. That's pretty close.
3: So it's really interesting to hear what you notice in the church when you're sitting in here. And... Thinking about the story of Moses with the the curtain, um, I'm wondering, what is one of your favorite Bible stories or passages? Um, Noah's Ark,
0: and because things weren't going so right, and God wanted to start a new beginning, so it's about new beginnings. And... I know this because with my brothers, a lot of times we get into big fights, and then we get mad at each other, and then we have to solve it and start a new beginning.
3: Yeah, that's that's a really good way to think about it and to think about it in relationship to your life. Um, I think I've had a lot of fights with my siblings, too, so it's great to have a, a new beginning when we fight with them.
2: Well, that's our time for today. We want to thank you for listening. We especially want to thank Brian and Cora for joining us today.
3: Be sure to join us in a few weeks for a special episode for All Saints Day on faith and grief. And who knows? I heard a rumor that we might get a couple of bonus episodes in the coming weeks.
2: Well, keep an eye out on our First Press Instagram and visit our website, faithbeats.com, for more information. I'm your host, Reverend Mark Maris.
3: And I'm your co-host, Jenna Maris. Thank you again for joining us. And be sure to tell others about Faith Beats.
0: This episode of Faith Beats is brought to you by First Presbyterian Church Van Arbor, where we aim to make God's love visible with open minds, open hearts, and open arms.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could do that in the microphone to Mark. You'd be like, yes. <laughs>
2: that actually sounds really cool. <laughs>